This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. We continue this week with our examination of St. John Bosco's visions that he had, which came in the form of dreams. I've gone, been going over this on this channel now for at least two years now, and like with my exploration of, of St. Vincent of Larens and his theology, we're nearing the end of the collection I have of St. John Bosco's visions. So if there is someone akin to that you'd like to, me to cover in the future, let me know. Some work better than others for this kind of format. So Blessed Aunt Catherine Emmerich, I have her writings, but they're fairly controversial among traditional Catholics, some claiming that everything she wrote was fabricated, others pointing out that if that was the case, she would have been beatified by Benedict XVI. Um, and others don't work as well. Uh, Blessed Mary Agreda's visions don't necessarily work because of the writing style. They're just presented in a very strange way. But if there's another mystic that you think would be good, let me know in the comments and I will see if I can find a good old, old, old collection of the writings so that there are no copyright problems. Today we're going to go over a warning that St. John Bosco was given, presumably by heaven, of the future of the Salesian order. And because he was a Salesian priest. And the key takeaway here, not just for him and for uh, religious, but in, for everyone in general, is that he is told that his religious order will thrive as long as they are focused on work and prayer. The simple rule of Benedict, essentially. As long as they remember their charism, they will thrive. That seems to hit a little close to home for me these days, because what we see in the church, stories I've gone over this week and we'll go over in the coming days as well, that there now are high-ranking prelates in the church, including the presumed pontiff, running around telling people that the church's primary mission is not the conversion of people to faith in Christ, but to other things. And it makes you wonder, because the principal, the principal reason the church exists is for the salvation of souls. That's why it exists. And if that is not the purpose of the church, then if that's what the rulers of the church now tell us is not the real reason for her to exist, it makes you wonder if that is the underlying reason for so many of the woes in the church today, that the we have forgotten what the mission of the church is. Not just prelates either, but lay Catholics too. I want you to think about that as we go over this vision now. The Struggles of the Society there was a fierce and long fight between some boys and warriors of diverse aspects, diverse shapes with strange implements. At the end, there were very few survivors. Then another more fierce and horrible battle took place between monsters of gigantic size and men of high stature, well-equipped and trained. They carried a very high and very broad banner, in the, maria, in the center of which were painted in gold these words, Maria Auxilium Christinorum, Mary Help of Christians. The battle was long and tumultuous, but those who followed the banner were invulnerable and remained masters of a very vast plain. Those lads who had survived the previous conflict joined these, and altogether they formed a sort of army, each one carrying an implement in the right hand, the holy crucifix, and in the left hand a smaller banner of Mary, help of Christians, similar to the one mentioned above. The new soldiers performed many maneuvers in that vast plain. Then they separated, and some left for the east, a few for the north, and many for the south. 
these having disappeared, there were renewed again the same battles, the same maneuvers and departures for the same directions. I recognized some soldiers from the first battles. Those that followed afterwards were unknown to me, but they showed that they knew me and asked me many questions. Soon after there followed a downpour of shining little flames of fire of various colors. It thundered, and then the sky cleared up, and I found myself in a most delightful garden. A man who looked like St. Francis de Sales offered me a booklet without saying a word. I asked who he was. Read in the book, he answered. I opened the book, but was hardly able to read it. I could, however, make up these precise words. To the novices, obedience in everything. Through obedience they will merit the blessing of the Lord and the good will of men. Through diligence they will combat and conquer the snares of their spiritual enemies. To the professed, to guard jealously the virtue of chastity, to love the good name of the confreres and to promote the decorum of the congregation. To the directors, every care, every fatigue, in order to observe and make others observe the rules through which everyone has considered himself to God. To the superior, absolute offerings of fire in order to win over himself and his subjects for God. Many other things were printed in that book, but I was not able to read more, because paper and ink appeared blue. Who are you? I, again, I asked the man, that man who was looking at me with a serene countenance. My name is known to all the good people, and I have been sent to communicate to you some future events. Which? Those already shown and those which you will ask. What must I do to promote vocations? The Salesians will have many vocations through their virtuous conduct, treating their pupils with the greatest charity and insisting on frequent communion. What ought to be observed in accepting novices? One ought to exclude the lazy and the gluttonous. In admitting to the vows? To watch if there be a guarantee of chastity. How can good spirit in our houses be best preserved? By writing, by visiting, by receiving, and by treating with benevolence, and this with great frequency on the part of the superiors. And what about our conduct concerning the missions? Only persons who are sure regarding morality can be sent there. Should anyone be seriously suspected, he ought to be recalled, to study how to cultivate indigenous vocations. Does our congregation go on well? He that is just, let him be justified still. There is no progressing and regressing. He who will persevere will be saved. Will it expand much, meaning the religious society? As long as the superiors will do their part, it will advance, and nobody will be able to arrest its progress. Will it last long? Your congregation will last as long as the members will love work and temperance. Failing one of these pillars, your edifice will tumble down, crushing superiors and inferiors and their followers. At this moment, there appeared four men carrying a coffin. They came walking towards me. For whom is this? I asked. For you. Soon. Do not ask about this. Only remember that you are mortal. What do you mean by this coffin? That whatever you want your sons to practice after you, you must make them practice while you live. This is the inheritance, the testament which you ought to leave to your sons, but you must prepare it and leave it completed and well practiced. What is in store for us, flowers or thorns? Many roses are in store, many consolations, but imminent are very sharp thorns that will cause to all profound bitterness and anguish. Much prayer is wanted. Must we go to Rome to found houses? Yes, but slowly, with the greatest prudence, with studied caution. Is the end of my mortal life near? Do not worry about this. You have the rules. You have books. Do whatever you teach others. Watch. 
I wanted to ask more questions, but I heard a loud burst of thunder with lightning and thunderbolts, while some men, or rather, horrid monsters, rushed upon me to tear me to pieces. At that moment, a gloomy darkness hid everything from my sight. I thought my end had come, and I began to scream frantically. Then I woke up and found I was still alive, and it was 4.45 in the morning. If there is anything that can be profitable for us, let us accept it, and in all things honor and glory be to God forever and ever. And that was St. John Bosco. <clears throat> and that was St. John Bosco. And I think his advice there that he's given for his order applies to everybody. I mean, it really does. You must practice temperance. temperance. You must practice the virtues. You must seek after excellence. And then only in those things can you really lead a life worthy to that which you are called. It's basic Christianity 101, isn't it? Curious what you think of that. So let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to share this on social media, that helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.